Percy, I'm sure this happened to you as well, traveling with your parents on those long family vacation road trips and asking the question every few minutes, are we there yet? <laughs> how does this apply to a cancer journey? Man, oh man, Wayne, how many times have I asked that question? How many times have I heard that question? Yep. Uh, I, I actually can relate to this. I think that the psychological challenge here is the desire and anxiety of wanting to get to one's destination so badly. Uh, that it appears time just stands still. As my mom used to tell me, a watch clock never ticks right. and a watch pot never boils. I heard you know? that so, too, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the clock just moves so slow. And this is, I believe, the conundrum for many cancer patients of how to manage the anxiety of time while undergoing treatment and care. Uh, let you and I p unpack this conversation and this dilemma a little bit today. Yeah, talk let's about talk it. about it with Pastor P. He'll provide some useful spiritual principles that will help aid one while on this proverbial road trip of life. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hey, thanks for joining us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd. No, we're not taking a road trip today, Percy, but we are going to talk about those, uh, those long journeys that sometimes don't seem to ever end. We are, and indeed for many cancer patients, and I've had the experience of supporting so many of them, uh, you know, a process of cancer is long, it's arduous, and it can be difficult and in some cases seemingly never coming to an end. And so we wanna help encourage and inspire someone today who may feel that and who may have experienced that that uh, to remind them that potentially there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, what got you thinking about this? Well, you know, it's interesting when I was uh, processing this and, and I was listening to a couple of our other shows, uh, one of the ladies that we had interviewed that I've met, I think 13, 14 years ago, she reminded me how she had drifted away from her faith uh, and when she was told that she had uh, pancreatic cancer, uh, she was told twice that she had less than, a, I think, a 2% chance of survival. How, when she came to the hospital uh, at CTCA in Chicago, she met a couple in the lobby uh, that basically sat down who were waiting on their appointment and told her, uh, they just shared their faith with her about how their faith has been helping them through this long process that it had been several years of a journey for them. And that empowered her to reconnect back to her faith, which she was just on the beginning end of. And she said it made all of the world of difference mm -hmm. for her process when it was all said and done. So it inspired me to write this show and to talk about some of these principles yeah. today. Well, we're going to spend the time talking with you as our guest here today about this very important thing, uh, this long process and just being patient with the process and let God work. Uh, we have a question we're going to post to our listeners this week, and we really would love to hear your response response to this. And it'll uh, unfold in your mind, I think, as you listen to our conversation. How did you handle a long and difficult process in the past to get successfully to your end destination? How did mm -hmm. this work for you in the past? Percy, you want to amplify that? Absolutely. And again, it'll speak to the very topic of what we're going to try to unpack today, Wayne, is for those out there, we want to hear from you uh, that you may have also um, endured a long, arduous process journey, a road trip, if you will, uh, that, you know, you had to work through, you know, just dealing with the issues of time and how long 
and some of the emotion and some of the gridlock that came with that. And we'd like to hear how did you process that? How did you work through that uh, to find yourself at the end of your trip when it was all said and done and to successfully be able to sit and stand that I endured that process? As one cancer patient told me uh, when she finished her cancer journey, she said it helped her to recognize her superpower. She Mm. said, I realized I could do things that I never thought possible until after I endured a long, hard road trip or hardship of being a cancer patient. Uh, How did you uh, endure a process and what did you do to allow you to get to the end of that process? So honor us with your time and take some time and answer that question for us if you don't mind. Uh, You can do that through our website. It's very easy. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect and the menu there will give you a chance to type in your response. Also at the website, is kind of a summary of this conversation, our resource this week. You've, you've put this together for our benefit. Absolutely. It's called Living in the Winner's Circle. It's another uh, phrase that I use often, uh, as I do at the end of this show. I often tell people and remind people, remember, we have work to do, keep chopping the wood, because it represents the idea of life is a process and a journey, and we have to keep working at it. Well, this school of thought, Living in the Winner's Circle, is at the end of the day, we need to be reminded from God's perspective that no matter what our process is, and in this particular case, no matter how long it takes us to get there, we still ultimately end up in the winner's circle. We are going to win. One way or the other, God is going to reward us and there's going to be a prize given to us and we win at the end of the day. So this document is going to help to encourage cancer patients to understand no matter what they're going through, no matter how long the process is, ultimately you are going to end up in the winner's circle and we are going to help to define what a winner is from God's perspective through that document. So it's available right now at our website, Living in the Winner's Circle. You can download it, read it, use it in your own life, healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, we're going to dig into our topic here in just a moment after I pose this question to you. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Before we go any further, let's open scripture to start our conversation, Percy. Yeah, our foundational scripture and our spiritual nugget that we want to feed upon and build this conversation around is found in Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verses 28 through 31. Isaiah 40. 28 through 31, and it reads as follows. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And today we want to understand if we're on a long road trip, if you're on a long road trip, 
if you will, dealing with cancer and the journey. It's arduous, it's difficult. Uh, we want you to understand today that this scripture is applicable for you with regard to what God has promised unto you, uh, no matter what, as you continue to endure this process. Those are familiar words of scripture, but they're so powerful and so meaningful. So let's uh, let's think about what they teach us here and have the conversation. Are we there yet? What, mm-hmm. what are the what are the four things that we can take away from this passage? Well, and, and, and what's important about this, certainly as we understand, Wayne, that many cancer patients and their caregivers feel this, this desire, this anxiety of wanting to end their process. How long does it take? Uh, when are we going to get to the end of the road here? And what will it take for us to do that? And so uh, here's some spiritual principles that we want people to draw upon okay. that'll help them. Number one is that First and foremost, the clock is not your friend. Stop looking at it. Or in this particular case, the calendar is not your friend. Mm -hmm. Many cancer patients are looking at how many days, how many weeks, how many months. And at the end of the day, we talked about it in our opening. As my mom used to tell me all the time, a watch clock never moves. And it doesn't. It's so true. Uh, You know, a watch pot never boils. You're just sitting there focused on time. And it can it can really uh, bog you down and it can exasperate and zap your energy. Despite uh, the ticking of the clock, remember that God knows your end from the beginning. Time is ultimately in his hands and not your circumstances. And when we're able to, it's almost psychologically, we need to start diverting ourselves away from certain things that we're obsessing over. And it's difficult to do because obviously cancer patients are, are concerned about time. How much time do I have? How much longer will this take? How many more hours or weeks or months do I have to do this treatment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I can speak to this. You know, I'm, I'm in a cancer protocol now. You know, I'm on year two mm-hmm. of what they consider a five-year protocol. So everything in the cancer community has a lot of time associated. You know, uh, every three months, you have to do a reevaluation. Every six months, you know, you have to do this. Every year, you have to do a new colonoscopy. So everything is measured around time, and we can become simply uh, inundated by the ticking of the clock or the movement of the calendar of days. And uh, I have had to kind of tell myself, I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm not going to worry about the calendar. I'm going to live one day at a time. I'm going to I'm going to absorb what it is that I need to focus on in this day. The scripture tells us that this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, how and why? Because whatever it is that I need, God has given to me. He's provided it for me for today. And I have enough to do and work with right now that will allow me to work through my challenges, my circumstances, my hardships, and then we'll deal with another day the next day. But I'm not going to worry about that tomorrow. I'm going to deal with that right now. And it helps to single up our thinking. It helps to keep us focused on the moment, uh, living in the moment, living in the now, and making that time count, spending quality time with family and friends, things that matter to you, uh, activities that 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 are, are value and benefit to you. You focus on the time that you have sitting in front of you, and it keeps you from thinking about how much more, how much longer, how much further. In so many ways, we are so impatient, and it certainly applies here. Maybe uh, maybe this is a time when God wants to teach us something, and the only way he can get our attention is in this time of this process that we're going through, as painful as it might be. 
Wayne, it is a profound principle that you raise, and I cannot tell you how many cancer patients have said to me that my life was in a in a hurry. It was a blur. I was living the rat race. You know, I was climbing the corporate ladder, uh, whatever it was, and I really did not know how to stop to smell the roses or to enjoy the moment or to see certain things. And God has His own way of basically arresting our yep, attention and bring us, us yeah. yes sir and and make us kind of slow this bus down and so here's a scripture also that'll help us to work with this school of thought is okay. Isaiah 46 and it's 9 through 10 Isaiah 46 9 through 10 remember the former things those of long ago I am God and there is none other I am God and there is none like me I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times what is still to come I say, and this is important, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. And what this scripture is helping us to understand is, number one, Wayne, we really do not have control over tomorrow. See, we think we do. We think that we're controlling the calendar, you know, and I do it all the time. Hey, let me see what my calendar says. You know, I'll get back to you. You know, I'll get back to you and see what my calendar tells me. And, you know, and, and you know, we try to be structured and organized yeah, sure. and so on and so forth. But what this scripture is really telling us that ultimately the person who manages and and facilitates time is God and that he knows at the end of the day uh, what he has. He says his purposes will stand and he will do all that he please. If that's true with regard to time, then it it would it's 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 up to us then to align ourselves with the God who manages time that will help us to understand what is the purpose of this situation, this moment, this season in my life. And to your point, if there's something that you're trying to show me, God, or teach me or, or cause me to to spend more time around, then I need to focus on that and I will allow that process to work at its pace you ultimately manage that you ultimately are in control of that because ultimately at the end of the day you do all that you please yeah. we do not control our calendar or our clock we just don't be still and know that i am god correct all right the clock the calendar is not our friend our first principle here from this passage in isaiah 40 principle number two god is closer than you think God is closer than you think. Even though it might appear we are alone, the trip is long, as tiresome, as dark, as dreary. You know, I haven't seen a gas station in miles. I haven't had a Coke in, in a minute, uh, whatever it is. I, you know, I haven't had a bathroom break. Yeah. I'm just, I'm exhausted. Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, are we there yet? When is this coming to an end? Even though it may appear that we're alone, practice reminding yourself that God has not abandoned you until your help arrives. The cavalry is on its way. Mm. How many times, Wayne, have I, and I can speak to this, that I felt like, Lord, I, you know, I, it's just me out here by myself and I'm in the middle of nowhere yeah. and I'm not sure when this is going to stop. I can't go and one then, more step. But we've I been there. We've been there, haven't we? Yeah, I can't go another day. I can't go another minute. This can be, for many cancer patients, a real uh, uh, evaluation point of, I don't know if I can do another round of chemotherapy. I don't know if I can do this another day. I don't know if I can just make another trip to the hospital. I'm tired of this process. I want you to be reminded today, according to the scriptures, Deuteronomy 31 and 8, that the Lord is near you. He's closer than you think. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Today, you may be in the middle of a long road trip, and it may have been a while since you stopped at the last 7-Eleven, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that being said today, know that God has not abandoned you. Yeah. He has not forsaken you, and that he wants you not to be discouraged. Hang in there and hang on just a little while longer. Mm, good word. Really good word. Let me pause in uh, this conversation just to remind our listeners that we want this to be a two-way conversation. We want to hear from you on this very issue. How did you handle a long and difficult process in the past to get successfully to the end of your destination? What what happened? How did you handle that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe you don't feel you were very successful at all, but maybe you were. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. be honest. Let's let's hear from you. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect. The menu will give you an option to type in your response there, and we will read these. We will not. Yes. We will not ignore these. We will read these, and we will benefit from them. And quite possibly, uh, as we share them, other listeners will benefit as well. Don't you believe that, Percy? Absolutely. Again, Rob Hiller is a good example of someone that uh, we interviewed previously yeah. who was a listener of the show and, and reached out to me. And, you know, he sent me a question and an answer. Uh, we read one of his answers, I believe it is. But then also in his comments, he was like, I think I'd make a great interview for the show. So we want to hear from you. We will read uh, your comments and potentially we will have an opportunity to read some of those responses on another show at another date and time. Yeah. And also at the website, Living in the Winner's Circle, our free resource, really captures a lot of what we're talking about here today. Living in the Winner's Circle is available as a resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Before we talk more about um, this process of, of waiting, before we started today's program, Percy, you were telling me behind the scenes of meeting this young woman, I think she's from Cleveland, Ohio, and how that impacted you. It, it was an amazing, one of you know many amazing uh, memories and stories that I have at CTCA. Young woman, about 28, 29 years of age, uh, was fighting cancer. She had a brother who had, I think, passed from cancer, and she started her own cancer support group, uh, started a website, and she had been coming, treating for about two years. And um, I will never forget, and it motivated me to kind of write this story a little bit and write this show, uh, was the fact that she said to me, she said, Reverend McCray, why, why is it taking so long 
for me to get better because she really had battled and it had been a long, long time. And 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 just a big tear welled up in her eye. And, you know, she's 29 years old. She's probably thinking I should be out enjoying my life, sure. taking, you know, an adventurous trip or whatever. And here I am stuck in the hospital, you know, for the second year in a row doing cancer treatment. And she just and it, I never forgot that question. Why does it take so long? And that's that's how a lot of cancer patients feel, you know, in their process and in their journey. Why is it so long sure. before I can get better? And so with that, that I never forgot that the sentiment of that emotion and the struggle of her trying to manage mentally and emotionally the anxiety of why it had taken so long for her. We've talked about the clock not being our friend. We've talked about God being closer than we think. These are important things to keep in mind, but there's more here. Well, the third principle, and I alluded to it just a little bit as a tease uh, in the form of point, is that the Calvary is coming. Praise God. And of course, for those of us who are old enough to remember the old Western movies, you know, that the you know, the good guys are pinned down yep. and blow the bugle. And, the enemy, <laughs> yep, and, they're, and, and you hear the bugle blowing in and you hear the Calvary coming and they're coming with reinforcements to save the day. The same thing is true from a spiritual perspective. Uh, we said in the last segment that God has not forsaken you. He's not forgotten you. He hasn't left you alone. And so keep an open heart to those whom you do not know. This is important uh, because you never know who has been assigned to you for a precise moment in time with reinforcements, mental, emotional. Uh, it may even be financial. I have a great story I remember, Wayne, I was just a poor Bible student. This is back in 1995. You know, I'm working um, uh, the, the third shift because I got to go to school during the day. My car, the brakes are going bad on my car, <laughs> you know, and my tuition is due. And I am stocking shelves in a grocery store. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, to supplement my income and this, that and the other. And um, and I remember uh, Monday, that, that following Monday, I think it was a Sunday night, uh, my tuition was due and I was $200 short on my tuition. And I was like, you know, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to have to have a conversation uh, at the office and see if they'll give me an extension. And 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 typically the school would work with you, mm -hmm. you know, under reasonable circumstances. Sure. And I was and so it was uh, I think it was like 1130 at night because the store stayed open 24 hours a day. And there was a conference. There was a Bible uh, Christian conference in town. Uh, of one of the famous big time TV preachers that came into town. And this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, and this would, this would happen frequently at Oral Roberts University at Kenneth Hagin Ministries and so on and so forth. And so uh, one of the meetings had let out and, you know, people were, you know, out shopping, not picking up knickknacks. And I was thinking about, you know, man, I'm, I'm short a couple hundred bucks on my tuition and I'm stocking a shelf. And this is a true story. There was a gentleman that walked up to me and uh, he was a pastor from Texas. Uh, I didn't know him. He didn't know me from a can of paint, literally. And he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but but the Lord stopped me and told me you needed two hundred dollars and, right? and gave me two hundred dollars cash out of his pocket. <laughs> he said, I don't know why. I don't know who you are. He said, uh, I don't need to know your story. He said, but I just I'm just being led that I'm supposed to give you two hundred dollars. Wow. wow. And and did in, the, in this and case, went, you said he didn't know you from a can of paint. It'd be a can of peas in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Right. In this particular case, he didn't know me from a can of corn. Right. And and I got to tell you, Wayne, I was never more moved. I was shocked. Uh, I didn't know what to think or to say. And I was so like, I can't believe this moment is happening to me. 
And it was a dark moment. It was a, you know, it's been a long process, you know, and I'm grinding it out. Mm. I'm going to school during the day and I'm working third shift in the evening. I come home and take two hours sleep nap, get up and go to class. Some days I'm nodding off in class. Some days I'm nodding off in the car driving to school, but I'm grinding. It's been a long grind. It's like, oh, it just seems like this is never going to end. And um, again, the cavalry yeah. showed up for me. And I want to remind people that God will send reinforcements to help you. Well, here's what I'm taking away from that. None of us want to be in the position you were in to be the worrier. And I'm sure you were praying about it. But yeah. all of us can be the other guy. We can be the guy to show up and be the encourager, can't we? Absolutely. And so this gives us an opportunity to encourage people. When you feel impressed by the Spirit of God to do something, do it. And you do not necessarily have to know all of the details or the backstop or the backdrop of the story, but just be obedient to God because you may very well be the answer to someone's prayer in a desperate, dire moment while they're in the middle of their long road trip as using that, you know, that example. It had been a while since I was at the last 7-Eleven. I was, you know, I was $200 (laughs) short of the next 7-Eleven. And, you know, and it, it was like, I didn't see where that was coming from and I didn't have any idea and hear this person being obedient from from God. And again, I remember he said, I'm a pastor from Texas. You don't need to know my name. He said, you don't even need to try to reach out to me later. He said, I just feel impressed. Love to that. Get, and I, yeah, it's, it was an amazing, um, and I needed that money in yeah. the worst kind of way, yeah, the worst just, way. Just two days ago, I said to my wife, I told her something I was thinking about doing, and she looked at me and she said, seldom resist a generous impulse. And I think mm. that applies here, right? Seldom resist Absolutely. a generous impulse. And certainly that was true in his case. Hey, you have a verse to back up what you're talking about here? Hebrews 13, 1 through uh, 21. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this and have entertained angels without realizing it. Maybe he was an angel. <laughs> absolutely. He absolutely was. And and you, I, I thought I was I thought I was going to die and have a heart attack. I couldn't believe it. I really I just couldn't. I'm on my knees stocking a shelf in a grocery store at 1130 at night. And this man walked up to me and gave me two hundred dollars. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that. OK, we're learning from Isaiah 40 here how to uh, survive a long process that seems to never end. There's something else we need to talk about. And our last and final point for the day, and thank you for your patience and your time, and I hope someone's listening today that is being oh, spoken to. I know to. they are. I know they are. It, it says, our last principle is, do not allow your earthly situation to determine your godly position on God's podium. Hmm. I'm going to say it again. Okay. Do not allow your earthly situation to determine your godly position on God's podium. Just like in the Olympics, we have different podium levels for the participants of the games. And I want you to know today that no matter your final outcome, because again, and we have always been forthright on this show, Wayne, to talk about the both sides of the cancer conversation. Uh, we, we encourage people to believe and expect good things to happen to them to survive their battle of cancer. But we also know and are aware of scenarios where there are people who do not survive their bout of cancer but that does not mean that they were a loser, that That's they right. lost. Amen. And I think it's important for us to de- define uh, some terminology and some semantics. Uh, when we are in Christ, we always win. We are always going to be positioned 
in him before him as a winner and we still receive the prize of God. And so with that, no matter what your final outcome of your cancer journey with God, you never lose. And so today I'm speaking to someone that's listening to me. If, and I'm gonna put a big, huge emphasis on the word if, if you are not quote unquote surviving your process or it doesn't look like you're surviving your process, that does not mean that you are a loser. And in many cases, we've tended to define winning and losing if we have survived or not our cancer. And spiritually speaking, that is incorrect. We are more than conquerors, the Bible tells us. And so Romans 8, 35, 38, what then shall we say in response to these things? What things? Well, it appears that uh, I'm not able to survive my cancer or I'm not getting better from my cancer. What then are we to say in response to that? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 35, who shall separate us, hallelujah, from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 37, uh, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And so today, let me be clear. Let my mouth be clear on what the words are that are coming out of it. We are standing in agreement and we are believing that tomorrow potentially can be a better day and that we are expecting you to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But if that ends up not necessarily being the case for someone, that does not mean that they lost. They still win because they are still standing in the presence of God and they will be given a righteous uh, crown of glory. And God will say unto you, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you have fought a good fight you finished your course and you kept the faith. And so today uh, we declare no matter what the outcome, you are always in the winner's circle. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Percy. Hey, would you mind going back and just briefly mentioning each of these four lessons that we learned? They're so profitable. I want to make sure that we get them. And of course, they're also in our resource, uh, Living in the Winner's Circle, which our listeners can download, but just cover them. Just, just mention them again. Sure. Point number one is important. Remember that the clock is not your friend. Quit looking at it. Quit focusing on time. Focus your attention on the here and now. Stay in the present presence. Stay in the present presence of the Lord. Because the Bible says that one year is as a thousand years unto the Lord and a thousand years is as until a day to him. So at the end of the day, stay in the present presence of God because okay. God is eternal Good. and he's everlasting. Good. And so then we move on to principle number two. God is closer than you think. Remember, you may feel alone and it may look alone, but God is much closer. He's right there with you. He's living in you wall to wall and top to bottom. God has not abandoned you or forsaken you. Don't be discouraged. And principle number three, the cavalry is coming. Keep your heart open. You never know who God is sending your way. Like the angel that I met in the grocery store <laughs> who walked up with what I needed exactly when I needed it yep. at the time that I needed it most. The angel in aisle five, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Near the ketchup section. Absolutely. <laughs> and then principle number four, do not allow your earthly situation. This is so important. Hear me today, beloved. Do not allow your earthly situation to determine your godly position on God's podium. You are going to get a medal. You are a winner. You were never a loser. And God will see to it that you are more than a conqueror. 
All right. Now, dear listener, will you respond to our question at our website? How did you handle a long and difficult process in the past to get you to your end destination? Maybe the destination is not there yet, but you Mm. still can answer. We'd like to hear from you at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Are we there yet? Percy, maybe not. But the good (laughs) news is God is right there beside us wherever we are along the way, huh? And, yep. And so as a closing thought, Ecclesiastes 9:11 says, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither is the bread to the wise, nor the wealth to the intelligent, nor the favor to the skillful, for time and chance happens to us all. Remember, beloved, God is holding you in the hollow of his hand. And the question of, are we there yet? The truth of the matter is we were always there because we are standing in the present presence of the Lord. And today I want you to know that you are in the winner's circle. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor P. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Hey, thanks for listening. Pastor P, thank you. We'll talk with you next time. God bless you. And remember, we've got work to do, folks. Keep chopping the wood. I'll talk to you next time. Be blessed. Join us for health, hope, and inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.